Joining us on the line now, he is the Otago Women's coach and, of course, former Black Cap himself. Craig Cummings joins the show. G'day, Sid. G'day, Sethi. How are you going? Very well. Two games against uh, Canterbury in the beautiful Queenstown coming up for your girls. That, that, that's picturesque, but pretty important match for you guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we had the, we had we had a big weekend against uh, Auckland here uh, in the season, and unfortunately for us, we we lost both games. But two very good games of cricket. So I think in some ways that probably I think we're going to have a fair, fair few miracles go our way. Um, beat Canterbury with bonus points, and that to give ourselves a chance next weekend. But um, you know that that is an it's been a really interesting competition. We've had a lot of rain in November, sort of <laughs> interrupted it, and obviously in the North Island, and it's been a hard one to get any flow. You play sort of four or five games, and then you stop for. Now the Super Smash, but we had a couple of really good games against Auckland. They scored 300 in both innings, and we got 250 and then 280 yesterday. So, um, while disappointed probably with the way uh, we bowled, Steph, if we bowled too many wides, I was delighted with the way we batted, um, and, and Auckland batted well. So, I think we're starting to see real movement uh, in the female game when it comes to you know those pass scores and. In the Super Smash, we were able to get 163 times, and now we're talking 270, 280, 300 in the 50 over game, and that's exactly what we need. But yeah, next weekend, I think it's the Amy Satterwhite farewell tour. She's getting it, she's had it for quite a while. And um, while, we, while we love her as a cricketer and love her as a person, um, I'm pretty keen for her to walk off with two ducks, Steffi, to be honest. And um, I'll make her try, and, I'll try and make her feel good with a drink after the game. But, um, you know, it's, um, it's, um, but she, yeah, she's obviously she's got 100 yesterday. And as I said, like domestically, she's getting the farewell she deserves. And um, but I'm hoping to ruin the party for her next week. Um, just on women's cricket, of course, we've got the women's T20 over um, yep. over in South Africa, and you're at the level below, coaching the level below um, our international team. They look like they need a little bit of help. Yes, they had a nice win today, but they should be making semi-finals. It doesn't look like they're going to. They need a miracle between uh, South Africa and Bangladesh. Are you seeing at um, domestic level uh, women able to take that step sooner rather than later? Uh, yes, yeah, in a way, um, it was a tough one because they had to select the side round about Christmas time, and you know we're only two or three games into our into our local Super Smash competition, and there really wasn't probably an opportunity for any players to put their hands up and say, "Right, I'm ready to be selected ahead of who they have there." So when it came to the selection, they're probably, you know, 12 of the 15 players, you'd probably say, probably would always be there. But we've seen some emergence of players since then. Um, you know, sort of Anderson from, from Canterbury's been outstanding. She got another 100 in the weekend in the 50-over game. You know, I'd like to believe I've got a couple of players in, in my team, I think, um, when it comes to batting. Um, exciting. But um, we've, got some, we've got some really good talent coming through. Uh, are they ready in the next 12 months? Probably not quite, but I think we've got the structures in place. And at the moment, I mean, there's a comment about Sophie Devine about domestic cricket. I, I think we've made big headway, Steffi, uh, in the last year. And what we're doing, we're probably a reflection of what's happened in the last four or five years right now. Um, and But uh, in the next you know, two or three years, I, I think we've got some real quality um, you know, women playing the game. And with good coaching, more cricket opportunities, more chances to tour, like they went to India with the development team, our under-19s in the World Cup, we will be okay. We've, and we've got good structures now at New Zealand Cricket with um, Liz Green's the head of women's cricket. Um, you've got uh, Sarah McGlashan running the pathway stuff. So, you know, it's a little bit like advertising stuff. If you don't advertise, your business falls down. And as soon as you start advertising again, it doesn't bounce back up. But it takes time. And, and it will take time. 
but I think there's some great talent coming through and actually, um, you know, I think we're starting to get into a good space and again, you look at the weekend and the scores that were done, um, we're going to get there. It's just going to take another 12 months to maybe 18 months. Yeah, that, that's, that's the feeling I've, I've had too and, and admittedly I haven't watched them live but just, you know, I just went through your teams. You're not, you're not afraid of making runs. Now, you've come up short a few too many times than you'd like, a couple of rained out games as well. But the fact that the team at the bottom of the table is still getting 260, 270, 280, it looks like we're in um, pretty good stead. Uh, the men's side, mm. men's side of the game, we've got this, this gosh, rip, <laughs> SS and bust team of England coming over, tearing new, new ones, whichever country they go to. That was alarming what happened at Bay Oval. Yeah, it was a wee bit. I mean, it was tough because I was playing. Uh, we were playing, so you didn't get to see all of it. Um, really interesting. I, I thought we saw, you know, the tactics of the pink ball, um, you know, really changed in, in what's happened in the past. And, you know, put that down to Ben Stokes and, and Brendan McCullum thinking, you know, who who would have thought you'd declare on day one um, after, what was it, 56 overs? But they were able to do that, Staffy, because they score so quickly. So any time you get sort of over 300, um, they backed themselves to pick up sort of three wickets um, under lights, and they did that. And then they put us on the back foot. But in front of that, going into the second innings, it was pretty par. It was pretty even. And, you know, maybe our inexperience in our bowling attack. And again, I didn't see all of it, so I couldn't tell you exactly what was going on. But the concern for me, you know, again, we were put under lights on, on day three. Um, and, the, and Stuart Broad just managed to nibble the ball just enough to knock over. You know, our, our three top players and Conway, Williamson and Latham. And then, you know, we were, we were behind from then. And, you know, we've, we've got some challenges. I mean, it does show we've got a wee hole when it comes to, you know, no Trent Bolt playing and who's going to partner Tim Southey when... But we did lose Henry and also Jamison. We, we've got to accept that. But I think batting-wise at the moment, we're, we're still trying to find that replacement for Ross Taylor. And we're trying to find the balance of our side. And I think maybe at this stage, you know, someone like Henry Nichols is... Going to do well to hold on to his place for the next one. You got Will Young sitting there ready to go. So um, they'll be sitting there playing golf pretty relaxed today, the English side, Staffy. Uh, they'll be out enjoying themselves. And I dare say uh, the Black Cats will be sitting there trying to come up with some answers because they've got quite a few questions. Are we innovative enough? Are we? It just felt like we were just going to stand at the end of the hallway with a mattress while someone th- just came sprinting at us in a game of indoor bull rush. It was like... We it looked to me like the Black Caps didn't have a plan, didn't have a okay. We know what England are going to do, and this is what we're going to do to try and combat it. We just I don't know tried to play their game, and they're better at it than us. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, you talk about that. I mean, you can only charge someone if you're in the hallway <laughs> and take them head on if you've got you've got the right person standing here ready to run. Um, otherwise, you just get knocked on your backside, won't you? So. Um, you know, we're seeing, you know, and that's what happens when you're leaders um, and I suppose the tactical side of the game and, and, and the attitude side of the game. And what they do, and it's no different than any other sport, they just put you under pressure. And then when they put you under pressure, you've got to come up with answers and, and really tough to come up with those answers on your feet when you haven't experienced it before. And, you know, you've got batters trying to hit, you know, pull shots. I saw now Wagner getting hit over long on but for six with a short ball. Well, we're used to that getting put down someone's throat behind the wicket. Um, I don't know if we quite got the balance of our bowling attack right with Cougar line and Tickner, two are very much the same, but maybe I'm a bit biased because you had Jacob Duffy there, but I just thought maybe, you know, another swing bowler, a genuine swing bowler who's got a fantastic record, could have been given the opportunity in this test match. Um, they've got some real questions again. You go to the Basin Reserve and the wind, and the Basin Reserve is an in-swinging ground or a left-armers ground because the, the way the wind comes, it's either over the, over the scoreboard or the, or the 
the northerly. So, you know, who's going to partner Tim Southey? Because he's normally bowling into it. So do you pick someone like Jacob Duffy? But it's not going to suit his swing. Do they go for bounce bowlers like they did? Matt Henry will come back into the mix, I'm sure. But it's really tough. I mean, you know, you can't also fake tactics that you don't understand. And you can't expect this black cap side to go, right, we're going to do the, the English style because we haven't done that. And that's not really part of who we are. We've just got to get really good at doing what we do. Otherwise, you get dragged in. It's a little bit like playing the All Blacks in their heyday. I mean, you know, you're trying to play 15-man rugby and go wide. Well, the All Blacks love that because as soon as you knock the ball on, they just sprinted and counterattacked, and you actually fell into their strength. So it's a beauty of a beauty of cricket. And probably, Staffy, what's great about it, and you're doing it right now, you're sitting there going, I haven't seen this before. Mm. They're doing this. What do we do? But what we're doing is we're watching. We're watching and you know, they, you know, we're trying to come up with answers. And when you've got a team like England now who are leaders in the world, we've got to find our tactics or find a way of combating it. But we're going to sit there and watch it. And that's one of the great things about um, test cricket that we want and it's happening, which is fantastic. I'd venture to say England aren't going to draw many tests. So <laughs> you can't play for draw against England. You've got to play to win. And have we got the firepower? And I'm not talking about the ones that played at Bay Oval. So players within that squad and the potential players we could have for Wellington. Have we got a squad that can take them on and beat them? Because we ain't drawing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've just got to be careful. Like, you know, batting-wise, they play their way. But bowling-wise, nothing's changed a lot with their bowlers. Yes, they've got, you know, Ben Stokes, who doesn't sit on his laurels and just sit back and wait. They don't, but they haven't introduced any new bowlers that are now bowling differently or doing probably with the ball, what they're doing with the bat. So we, we've got a very good batting order. I mean, you've got to look at our guys at the top of the order, Conway, Latham, you know, Williamson. We, we've just got to we've just got to do our style for a long period of time. And yes, they'll score their runs quickly, but as long as we're scoring our runs with our method, we're still in the game. Um, the difference was that um, in this test match, because they score their runs quickly, um, they were able to do things under lights and, and, and change the tactics under lights. But we go to the base reserve and Kane Williamson goes out there and bats 200 balls, he'll get 130. So we've just got to be careful we don't get caught up from a batting point of view thinking we've got to do what they do because we've got some world-class players. And as long as they stick to that method, and as I said, their bowling attack nothing more special than it was 18 months ago, um, we've just got to put them under pressure and make Stuart Broad come back and bowl you know, four or five spells. And then say, yes, you are a wonderful bowler, but you are ageing. And uh, let's see how your tank goes when we ask you to come back and bowl your 20th over at 22nd over. Same with Jimmy Anderson. We'll ask you to do that. Mm. I mean, you know, Leach is not the world, a world-class left-arm spinner and that he's going to spin you out. He'll get you out through pressure. But we can do that, absolutely. We've got players who have done it, and we've just got to make sure we've got plans for their batters. We'll probably need plan A, B, and C, be really well prepared and stick to that. But batting-wise, we've just got to trust our A game because our A game has shown over the last, you know, sort of probably eight years. It's good enough. We've just got to make sure that everyone's able to do that. Do you foresee, do we need, and do you foresee, let's go wholesale changes. Can you see anything more than three changes? Probably not, no. No, and I don't think that's part of what we do. So um, why would you, um, you know, why make wholesale changes? Um, Because all that does is create insecurity. And we don't need our team to be insecure. I mean, the one I would be looking at at the moment is probably, you know, the question mark around Henry Nichols and Will Young. So that, to me, would be a batting one. Um, I don't know if I totally agree with the balance and, and Michael Bracewell being out at the one spinner, but if we're going to play four seasons, that's been part of who we are for the last 
six to eight years, uh, we need a genuine opening bowler with Tim Southey. So we need someone who can take the new ball with Tim Southey and then ask Neil Wagner to do the role um, that he did. But <laughs> the irony is, Neil Wagner bowled one of the best balls he's ever bowled his first delivery and got a wicket. He just overstepped. And could that have changed things? Maybe, Staffy. We don't know. It's the beauty of the game. And then, obviously, Matt Henry comes into the mix. And then he'll look to be that new ball bowler with Southey. And then the question is, who's the third seamer to go along um, with them, with Wagner, I'll keep Wagner there, obviously. Um, so who's our third seaman? And you've got Cougar Lyon, Tickner, and Jacob Duffy. And as I said, the basement reserve just offers up different opportunities. And you've got to have, probably have someone who could actually bowl into the wind, but also someone who can bowl down breeze. So that'll be the question. Um, I'm not sure what the pitch. It can always look very green um, at the basement reserve, but often uh, the looks don't necessarily show how it will play. Um, I'd like to see Jacob Duffy play. I think the way we beat these guys is we've got to have movement in the air. I think if we're just going to run in and hit the pitch hard with no movement, we're not going to do them with pace because they actually like pace their batters. And I think um, you know someone like Jacob Duffy can move the ball in the air. And, and that's why they, they stand there, they swing at that first line. Well, let's make that tough on them by have someone who actually shifts the ball off that first line, and that's a swing bowler. So to me... Yeah, maybe three, and one of them's normal because Matt Henry would come back in. The other one could be Will Young coming in, and I would play Jacob Duffy if he's still in the team. Do we put a line through Trent Bolt for the foreseeable future? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, until the Cricket World Cup, I, I think he's. I, I'd still pick him for that. Um, that would be what I'd do, Staffy. I mean, we've got to make a stage. We've got to say, you know, Trent Bolt's been a wonderful, wonderful test cricketer. And, and I've been lucky enough to watch him and commentate him through his prime and used to just love it. But we've also got to realise we've got to move on. Um, and at some stage, when is the right time to say, right, we've got to build some depth, we've got to build some experience. And you're probably going to say, well, right now, because, you know, maybe in two years' time, Tim Sally won't be far away from finishing. Mm. So then we've got to find two um, if we try and keep hanging on to Trent Bolt. Would I love to see him running in with a red ball? Oh, absolutely would love to. But the way the game's gone, Staffy, and, and it's moving, you know, those those times have changed. So let's start. We're last in the test rankings. Yes, we want to try and win every test match, no doubt about it. We're not going to just throw someone in who we don't think is good enough just for experience. They've still got to earn their opportunity. But at some stage, you've got to say, right, we've got to move on. And in the red ball, I think we're at that stage now. We've got to find um, the next wave coming through. And then, um, but I'd still certainly pick him in the in the white ball, especially with the 50-over World Cup coming. Brilliant, Craig Cumming, he's coach of the Otago Sparks. I wish you all the very best in Queenstown. Uh, if nothing else, the cafe scene will be fantastic. <laughs> the, the views will be magnificent. I really hope you can pick up a couple of wins against Canterbury to to round off a, I think, an improving season for the Sparks. You're well poised. Excellent, thanks, Daffy. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, Sid, Craig Cumming there. Um, your thoughts, give us a yell. We've got, we'll keep the lines open, actually. 0800 150 811. What did you make of Craig Cummings' analysis? Happy to take your calls after the break.